once again with my suitcase in my hand i'm running away down river road river road in chatham ontario during or just towards the end of world war ii my mother rented a house that was partly a farm it had a large backyard which faced on the muddy thames river and the front on a street called River Road, which has since been made popular in a song by that name. Now this was a rural environment just outside the small city of Chatham. There were farms around us. Located in southern Ontario, the Chatham-Kent area is a kind of Canadian breadbasket. Across the way from us was a farm, and they had a wonderful apple orchard. We liked to sneak over there and pick up the windfalls, apples that had fallen naturally from the tree because they were very sweet. Mother Pig and her piglets had the same idea. The piglets were there and we found them and we thought of them as toys. My sister was three years younger than I. I would have been about seven or eight. So we were munching on windfall apples and tossing apples at the piglets and listening to them squeal. Then came a monstrous apparition, the mother pig. She was gigantic. She was angry. She was coming straight at us, and I knew that we were in a whole lot of trouble. Now, apple trees have fairly low limbs, and they're relatively easy to climb. I ran for the nearest accessible tree, dragging my sister by the hand behind me. I started to climb up, but she couldn't climb because she was too small. She was wearing a short print cotton dress and not much else because it was summer. I dragged her up the trunk of that tree, ignoring all obstacles such as bark and projections to where I was, and then up a little higher so that we were well out of the reach of Mama Pig, who was snorting and huffing around the tree below us. We stayed up that tree what seemed like forever. Eventually, the mother pig forgot what she came for and wandered away. Very carefully and very quietly, we went down that tree trunk. I lowered my sister. She was all scratched and scraped and bloody and dirty, I was in somewhat better condition, but I knew I was invert at home. I don't remember if I told my parents about the pig, but I may have said something about climbing trees. In any case, I got what we called a lickin' for that, a good old-fashioned one with a strap. I'd saved my sister's life, not because I was so terrible fond of her at the time, but because I'd have been in so much trouble if the pig had eaten her. You may remember the, in The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy fell in the pig pen and the farmhands were in such a hurry to rescue her. Well, pigs will eat anything. Go figure. And now the story of Rooster Booster. My mother kept chickens and had a victory garden. It was part of the war effort to grow your own food. She started out with bantam chickens, which are very small. 
She had hens and a rooster, and the hens laid tiny eggs. Then she got some Plymouth Rock chicks, and they guaranteed these chicks were all female. But one of them slipped under the radar, and he was a leghorn, and he was male, very much so. When those little chicks were growing up, Rooster Booster, the bantam, used to pick on that leghorn rooster chick. He gave him such a hard time. Of course, the leghorn chicks got bigger, and the leghorn rooster started to get very tall and lanky. He was an adolescent, but he was still scared of the bantam rooster who would chase him around. This little bandy rooster chasing around this big old leghorn was quite a funny sight to see. Then one day, the leghorn rooster realized that he was bigger. He turned on the bantam and, well, that was the end of Rooster Booster. You could say that it was the end of tyranny or something like that. That's the story. Just down the road from our farmhouse was a really big sugar beet factory. Sounds harmless, but in summertime the smell took some time to get used to. There were mountains of sugar beets which they processed. Then the leavings were dumped across the way in a sort of artificial lake they'd built up a hill with a road going across it and a big pit on either side, and that's where they dumped the leavings, which fermented and produced quite an odor. I guess the rent was cheap thereabouts. Apparently one time a truck slipped off the road into the bubbling morass of sugar beet leavings, never to be seen again. The driver escaped, but the truck is still down there someplace. The sugar beet processing plant is gone now, and I think they've changed the name River Road to Riverside Drive or something like that. Where the sugar beet dump was is solid ground now, and they've built a subdivision on it. The dump has become prime property. I used to run away just about every spring, starting when I was five or six, I guess. Something about springtime would get into my blood and I'd run off to join the gypsies. Well, I never found them, but I'd run off to join them or something like that anyways. One time I ran off, apparently I was just a toddler, and I ran across a field with a bull in it. Nothing happened to me. I think animals know when something is too young to fuss with. I ended up in the Chatham police station where the policeman fed me ice cream, which may have helped to encourage me to continue to run away. I don't know. I always came back, and after a while my folks came to the point where they'd say, Where's Sonia? Oh, it's springtime. She'll be back when she gets hungry. This is Sonia Brock podcasting from Toronto, Ontario. I can be reached on the web at www.soniabrock.com.